2: Check out org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
3: Hello, everybody. We are back. It is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday afternoon both where I am and in Chicago where you are, uh, Danny. But it's good to see you. You too, uh yeah, good to good to be here talking about last night's show at the Salt Shed in Chicago as we speak. Goose have just recently um participated in today's White Sox game, uh, calling up play ball uh, before the game started. So, yay for sports! We all know sports how much ball. I love sports. Yeah, yeah, right. Sports, Your
1: favorite
3: sports are great. Um, but. Ready to dive into last night's show, of course. uh, Before we get there, uh, a word from our sponsor, who is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially supportive when singing my heart out at a show. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. So, without further ado, let's dive into the show. We've got our good friend Jeff, Captain Incredible, here with us today. Jeff, how
0: are you? I'm doing great. How are both of you gentlemen? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the pod. Of course, we're, we're sad that
3: you weren't able to make uh, make it to Chicago this weekend. But of course, uh, we are looking forward to talking to the uh, about the show. Um, you know, I want to hear from Danny first, of course, before we get the couch report from us. What was the pre-show vibe like? Getting into the venue, of course, the bathroom report, which we all know now is very, very important.
1: Yeah, I mean it. Uh, so first time here at the Salt Shed. Um, so pretty surreal to, to see a show here, having grown up, um, like I grew up in Milwaukee, still live there and driving down into Chicago every time, just to the East of the highway, um, as you're coming into the city or g- going back home and, and just towards the lake and there's big Morton salt shed factory. So like, I've seen this thing for years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, obviously this transformation of the space, um, yeah. So they just kind of gutted it and, uh, getting in it's, um, So it's right by Goose Island uh, for the beer, fittingly. Of course. And um, so it's got this setup kind of thing where I I took a a lift there pretty late. I had some like hotel issues and whatever got down. It's the space where you basically enter security and then you're in the grounds. Like there's an outdoor space with food trucks, with sort of, you know, some um, uh, bars for people to wait. Basically just hanging out and chilling like Mm – great atmosphere um, i didn't it. get there early enough but it sounded like um i know becca and brendan shout out uh them as always they kind of got into the the grounds around like six ish and like had some beers had some food like just you know vibes were rising vibes walking are... in on the way up no issue super smooth um i feel like a lot of these new venues they've been moving to um Ryman madison was he security is just like they're just getting people in like it's i think it has to do with security measures as well and then uh walked in and right away just beautiful sort of i was very wowed kind of got some exposed brick hardwood floors nice modern bar merch is right there and then uh basically you're at the back of the venue so it's all just you walk in and um a lot of people in there. I got in probably like 745-ish. Um, so they, what, they start at 830-ish? Ish, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, but found a good spot. Oh, no, later with, last night. Later, yeah. Found a good spot with Becca and Brendan all the way at the top um, of the venue. Uh, super cool. Good good little spot. GA hangout. Floor was super packed. Went down there once, but amazing venue, just mm-hmm. in terms of a venue space. So super happy with it. Sound was good, but we'll talk about that more. But yeah, getting in, super easy. Super cool,
3: love it, love yeah. it. Sounds sounds like the vibes were just immaculate and
1: high, of course. Always, um,
3: you know. I Jeff and I we, we were on the couch. Jeff was. What what was your couch tour experience like last night? Were the vibes high?
0: You know, the vibes were pretty high. It, it was couch tour. The vibes were high. I don't think they were as high as they were in the building, uh, but you know the 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 stream. I thought did a pretty nice job of showing the inside of the venue, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to see those interesting ceilings, you know, the really high vaulted ceilings of the, of the salt shed and, and the way Getty's lights were showing on them. Um, Yeah. I, think there was a pretty good view of the inside of the venue. Plus, you know, between pictures from Danny and others and pictures on social media, getting to see a lot of shots of the inside of the place was, was great too. You know, felt almost like being there, but, you know, sadly, wasn't able to make it happen this time. You made it to the Ryman, so you got a pretty good uh, few shows instead. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my deal. Is I was originally planning on going to Salt Shed. My wife and I realized we weren't going to be able to make that happen. Uh, but you know, I did manage to pull in a consolation prize of Ryman as a result of that, and I really don't have any regrets. Yeah, pre-
2: <laughs>
3: pretty good, pretty good consolation
0: prize. We'll good see. Audible. Yeah, we'll, we'll see based on tonight's show
3: uh, how well that'll stand up. Um, but man, this was a pretty great show. My, my couch tour last night was a very, very long couch tour, uh, nearly six hours of couch touring last night. Um, you know, went went to bed just before three in the morning. Uh, thank you, West Coast Fish shows. Um, but the the choices of which stream to watch were not very difficult last night. Tonight worries me. I'm very worried. Tonight's Seattle. Uh, yeah it's but it's it's not the tour opener but of course this is not a fish podcast we're not here to talk about yeah. the fish show uh, we are here no. to talk about the goose show Goose shows um, so let's let's dive into the first part of this first set uh, Danny
1: start us off with this
3: all I need whales earthling first three songs
1: yeah um, could feel the all I need um, I actually thought it might open uh, Madison um, on Thursday but proper and um, kind of just write in you know solid uh just kind of straightforward rockery. I kind of could sense, like, I remember sort of a couple minutes into it, I was like, this is going to be like a 12, 13 minute quick songy, you know, and and we sort of, you could kind of sense playing to the crowd. Um, yeah. I love all I need though. So that was great. Um, and we saw it with like Madhavan too, right? Like saw like big jams, but, but didn't, uh, didn't sort of stretch. Wales was good. I think the song um, obviously since, Stripfield is just transformed. Uh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I liked the Ryman version a little bit better um, just in terms of uh, I felt the energy there was a little stronger um, with the song, but it's great. You can tell they're trying to get Peter involved with more songs as well, I think, like he's getting sort of rather than like one to two, like, you know, three or four kind of thing. Um, And Earthling uh, was good. Um, Admittedly, Earthling, when it starts, I kind of, have a little apprehension still, but the way the song is transformed as a jam now. Um it's great. And I think Mm -hmm. yeah, they sort of like dropped in was our first sort of uh example of of things kind of loosening up. Still still stayed kind of tight, but um had some good funky little vibes in in Earthling as as is the case. And the crowd loves it, right? That's a song that I think the crowd always loves also. So
3: yeah, a little little dance funk action in the earthling, yeah. and yeah, great great instinct on the the all I need opener uh, being a shorter one. You know, we had we had the same first two songs opening up Cleveland uh, a few weeks ago, um, which is oh, interesting rock. that sure. they paired them together to open another show. Yeah, um, so close together, um, but yeah, I solid all I need jam, nice upbeat rocking, get the crowd uh, get the crowd into it. But yeah, as you mentioned, as huge as the volume of improv was in certain parts of the show last night there are a bunch of songs that we've seen going big recently or just were kind of cut off like you know if you look at all i need earthling um you know we've had some big big versions lately um mist had no jam you know mod got kind of cut short so interesting to look at that yes neil if you're a vibes guy earthling is still good even without the jam thank you neil for giving us the uh the The report from thirty thousand feet or wherever, <laughs> you know, whatever the altitude is. Uh,
0: Jeff, what did you think of this opening uh, few songs? It, you know, I, I'm kind of with Danny on that. All I need. You know, I felt that it was coming as the opener. I kind of felt it in Madison too, but I felt it more last night. It just felt like another All I Need opener night, and I was wondering if they were gonna do a short one because the last couple of them they've done have been so big and they've really been spacing it out a lot too. And, you know, I I have a lot of thoughts about all I need in the band's current relationship with it. And I'm just wondering (laughs) if, you know, you know, is it a challenging song to try and make so epic every single time? And it's Mm. also a song that doesn't need to be, you know, like you can come out and do a 10 minute ripping version of all I need, particularly in the opening slot. And have it be super effective and it really whips the crowd up and it sets a great tone for the night so yeah yeah I, I was happy with it uh i was in cleveland with you ryan so i also saw that all i need it was a pretty good one and, and then and then whales to come immediately after and i also thought that that whales as well as the ryman whales were you know a little bit stronger than the one from last night mm-hmm. but i i love the whales i always have i know it gets a bad rap from some, but it's never got a bad rap from me. I'm always happy to hear it. You know?
1: mm-hmm. I mean, it's- I, I wasn't
3: I wasn't a huge I wasn't a huge whales guy for a while, but it's really no, been same. growing on me lately. Yeah. 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 Neil, Neil wants you to just say what you're you're dancing around the point here, Jeff. You want the uh, second jam?
0: How many days now, jam. Jeff? Uh, it's well over two hundred. So, so I, I want to be clear. I'm not necessarily trying to push the jam to play, push the band to play the second jam. I'm not? Just reporting on things, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do what they're gonna do. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. After after the betrayal
3: at the cap. Um <laughs> so you're after fake out. Yeah. Um, a- after the earthling, uh, we get a nice classic jive one Lee pairing. Nice to see Lee coming back into regular rotation after yeah. a few really long gaps. Uh, you know, this is the third one since it kind of got, you know, I used busted out with quotes because it was only like 17 shows, but Long gap for Lee yeah. uh, after it came back at, at Cleveland. Um, yeah, Neil says the pod gets results, but the results that the pod got were them trolling us and playing three seconds of a second jam at the cap. So <laughs> this was a solid jive-one-jive-Lee pairing. Lee, I feel like over the last year or so, aside from the super improvisational versions that we saw last year, it's kind of gotten this, like, it's, it's a funkier tone. It's not, it's not as, like, straight-ahead, dance, groove, party jam as it used to be in 2019, 2020, 2021 certain places. I feel like it's got a different vibe to it. A lot of that is due to what Spuds is doing uh, during the jam. I feel like he's playing the beat a little bit differently. Um, you know, Obviously, a lot more Trevor. Rick's tone is different. Um, but th- this was a, a very, very solid version. Um, I, I I quite enjoyed this, and it's, I'm happy to see you know these songs coming back together, getting some one-lead pairings. Again.
0: Mm-hmm. This might be a hot take, but with what you're saying about recent Lee jams, it, it it's almost like it feels like a hunger site jam, you know, like it's I got a similar, just kind of like a similar chug along feel to it. It's more funky and less, you know, raging dance party. Yeah,
3: um, and that that's chug along and history. not
0: chugal, not not
3: the yeah, not use the chugal. Yeah. No, no, it's the chugal came
1: later. Yeah. yeah. Um. Making yeah. Sure no, I out. I agree. I liked it in terms of flow. To I think like. And as it went later, with this was like for me, I just it 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 this felt like an old like a solid goose set. You know, you got the all I need, you get whales, you get Earthling, you get Jive One and Lee. So some older songs, a little jazzy, little straightforward rockers, funky. Um, and you could tell the mix. And then obviously, as we next went into Everything Must Go, mm-hmm. um, you know, an, a new song. And it's kind of just like I could I could tell, and you could feel that they wanted to hit some tracks. Um and then obviously get some newer ones as well. Everything must go. I was I, I joked on the chat. It's like the song I can't pick out right away, but I like it. like it's like still. I just through a combination maybe of not listening to it enough or it just it doesn't register and uh and I'm like, Oh yeah, beautiful song too. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's fun live, like, real close.
3: They're stretching it a little. There yes. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 getting a little out there, pushing pushing the envelope. Um so we'll see. How many more version it takes, uh, versions it takes before it hits 20 minutes? Yeah. Uh, because I feel like that, that's just around the corner. But with the way that that little micro jam, if you will, segment happened last night, um, it, it's getting there. And Man, I, I love the way this song has been uh, developing and really coming out. It's, it's such a great tune.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also appreciate you know, being a big emotional Goose fan. You know, I'm from the water sign Goose contingency. Cancer. Uh but but at any rate, you know, I, I i enjoyed some of the tweets coming out from people, you know, admitting to just bawling their eyes out on the floor during everything must go last night. Yeah. Like, that type of thing brings me joy, you know, makes me happy in my heart. Love it.
3: And then, you know, you gotta get thatched. Uh, you know, they were gonna thatch Chicago one of these nights. Um, of course, I have a really good track record with I think they're gonna play thatch tomorrow. And so I yes. leave it off my picks and then they put then they play Same. Thatch. So it was yeah, tomorrow.
1: So, it was tomorrow. I was like, it's a Saturday nighter. It just it felt proper, but loved it. Yeah. Can't go wrong with this song. I mean, thatch. it keeps getting better. It's, yeah. it, it wasn't definitely not up to some of the levels, maybe of some of the recent versions as well. Um, You know, Nashville. And then what was the last one before that? Happens. Yeah, that was good too. I thought. Um, But a Thatch is a Thatch. A Thatch is a Thatch. And it is like, it's definitely... I think because the first two i saw were den uh um Goose and new year's mm-hmm. and you can see like it's definitely sort of as we saw the evolution of songs like pancakes right you know it they're getting comfortable with it and it's kind of finding its space yeah um i felt it got a, the, my one sort of critique of it last night was it almost Felt like they like pulled in the earthling jam into it, kind of, and it had sort of like a similar funky, it had, buzz, sort of, yeah. yeah. And he used a similar synth in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just that's my that's my two cents, I'd say. yeah. You know, it, maybe it, that was the way of providing the earthling
0: jam that didn't happen, that didn't, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of yeah, just really, really intense slap bass from Trevor, and then Peter started bringing in some crazy synth sounds over it. And you know, I mean, it wasn't 22 minutes of it like you might
1: have got from an Earthling jam,
0: but but it was cool. You know, all Thatches are good Thatches. That was yeah. a good.
1: Thatch. Oh yeah, that's just a good blend, good set. People were yeah. happy, love it. Say, yeah.
3: So yeah, so let's let's talk about these set break vibes here. I want I want to hear this bathroom report. You know, right. we, we've been waiting. People have been asking and and eagerly awaiting the bathroom opinions on the salt shed. So set break. Yeah.
1: So I like I said I was on um, I was hanging out upstairs. Went all the way downstairs to the floor. Got nice and close and ran into Jesse and Brittany. Shout out them and some Michigan people. Um, and uh, so after was kind of walking back and I didn't surprisingly as you guys would know need to go to the bathroom at set break right away so i was like worked out ran into lucas he said the bathrooms were awful um oh but but that was first floor honestly i I went to the bathroom on the second floor which is where the grandstand entrance is and we were on basically the third floor Mm -hmm. i never waited more than two minutes a minute it it, quick easy i think it was just a set break push i mean you got five thousand people urinal Um, spacing was good Tons of urinals too. I actually went into the bathroom after there was probably twelve stalls and like thirty to forty urinals. It's like it's the type of thing like an official where you're like, go all the way back, dude. Like walk <laughs> to the back and yeah, like, you know everybody fucking pardon funnels. It's like just keep going. Like I, I had no issue, but I think some people have. Has that been a complaint about this venue?
3: I I don't know. I I've just heard people saying that this venue is great and that they want to hear. The bathroom, the bathroom yes. opinions.
1: I, I thought it was okay. I think somebody else complained about it, but I had no issues all night. Yeah, good. Lots of urinals is good.
3: Uh, yeah. And yeah, that. So that's our bathroom segment uh, for today. Ryan Legvold also had a great yeah. bathroom experience. That a boy, that's Ryan. Awesome. Salt Shed bathrooms one Lucas zero. Yes, that is. correct. Okay.
0: The <laughs> was there a line for the ladies' room, or was it kind of oh, a
3: typical cruise right. show? Oh, the, I mean. You know, You're at Chicago- a goose show. There's no lines in the women's bathroom.
1: Hey, you know, Chicago showed up. I've seen women
0: there. at some goose shows.
1: There's a, there's a, It's the, it's definitely the highest population, I'd say. You can see that. One of the, one of the biggest contingents of ladies in the jam scene, I'd say. All right, there we go. I, I agree, 100. Yeah. yeah. Still
0: underrepresented, but compared oh, but to jam sure. scene at large. The demographic, the demographic
3: shifts. We'll, we'll see <laughs> how it goes as the tour goes on. Uh, let's talk about this second set here. All right. Uh, let's you know, we're gonna start off with this 32 minute uh, hunger site that they started off the set with. What a jam this was! Oh my god, immediately just Trevor is the like the dominant force for all 32 minutes. Yeah, um, initially in that first jam segment, you know, we're kind of that's kind of settling into like a standard hunger site kind of jam, kind of started with the Trey version at Radio City last year, that kind yeah. of like hard charging. you know, just shreddy (laughs) section, but Trevor Trevor. was leading it. Like normally Rick is out front with the shreddy stuff, which he still was at times, but Trevor was the real driving force behind this segment. And man, it like went from there to like a Ted section. And like Peter was all over the organ at times, got a little funky kind of a reggae vibe at times. And then you get that, like, like the cross-eyed intro kind of thing, that two chord gorgeous bliss jam uh to finish it off man what an amazing jam cohesive they were moving from idea
1: to idea so smoothly like loved it
3: what was it like in the
1: room it was unreal i mean you can't beat um like the indian river in madison you know mid-jam and being like is this still are we still is this Um, still hunger site Yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's uh but it it for the, for what it was agreed like right away. I remember turning around to Brendan, I ran back upstairs for the second set and hung out up there the whole one. And uh, but yeah, right away, same thing, Trevor. I was like, oh, like he just it's he it's it's a combination. I think of tone mix that he's a little higher. Confidence is big for me. I think you can tell that he like sort of is getting a little bit more confident about leading a jam inserting himself holding somewhere um and i got to see it really close the first set because we were right sort of in front of him and Mm -hmm. it's just having a blast but it was incredible everybody was lapping it up didn't didn't feel like a long jam kind of can get to you know like a 30 minute jam some as we've seen detroit rosewood some of the jams in madison last year um february just it's like there's space where they've run out of ideas like what are we doing or you're kind of like all right let's do something here didn't feel that i felt and like you said that transition into the kind of cross-eyed ish intro i know a lot of us on the chat were sort of catching on to that i heard it right away um and then we landed perfectly but yeah jeff what'd you think of it
0: i mean it was tremendous i mean uh 902 Vickers actually quoted this as being jam of the year. So, you know, that must mean it's, you know, (laughs) his opinion is usually right. Like he doesn't, he doesn't throw that around lightly. (laughs) He he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, very judicious with these things Yeah. Uh, no i I mean i i fully agree uh with a lot of what was just said you know particularly about the the ideas never really running out and it feeling shorter than it really was i i think i i forget who it was but i saw somebody on twitter post that it was you know the shortest feeling 30 minute jam they've ever heard Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, it, and it just worked. It's because they never ran out of ideas. And if a new idea was coming, it was good. And it was worth exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I was almost certain for a moment or two that they were going to do actual Cross-Eyed and Painless once oh, they okay. did that intro. Uh, and, but, you know, after they milked it for a couple minutes, it became apparent that's not what they were going to do with it. But I thought the, the idea that came after that was actually really cool. Uh, so, what they did after that is they kind of sped things up a little bit, sort of went into a double time vibe on that. And then Rick started dropping in these quick little runs that are pretty much the same runs that he drops during his Hollywood Nights jam solo. Yep, I mm-hmm. thought I heard that too. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it just kind of built everything up to, I, I can't remember if that was the third large peak or the fourth large peak of the song, but it was just peak after peak after peak. Yep. Yes, yes, Bob yep, Down to Bob to Down
1: do. in there too, Neil. Yeah, yep. Uh, Brandon heard that too. I think that was before kind of the cross-eyed vibe. It kind of the reggae section you were talking about. Right? Yeah, a little got, about, got a little bobby, little bobby. Yep, little Robert. Bobby. Yep, Robert. A, a sprinkle, a, yeah, and I, then it landed perfectly and missed.
0: Yeah, it, it really did. Yeah, just kind of a slow bass drone and like a little bit of fuzz, and, and then yeah, Peter just knew exactly when to hit those chords on his guitar, and it yeah. was you know it was like refreshing when those
1: came in. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Those, those those transitions for them too and like I'm not what's well, that's something I think that there's been improvement on right like it's not it doesn't always hit but I think a lot of the dripping and actual like true segues that they've that they've done um they've gotten better at them I think it's still something I think I'd like to maybe see a little bit more of a little bit more transitionary segments mm-hmm. um of shows I mean they do it's really right we we saw them saw them some like that's just sort of their approach. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. They and they they did that here for the first three songs of the set. You know, they bleed into each other very well. There's not yeah. as much stopping, which again, yeah, we're used to seeing in between almost every song. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, this missed, you know, before really we move on the cool. yes, can I just give oh, a yeah. shout out to my brother? He lives in Chicago. Last night was his first goose show. I sent Ooh. him and a buddy with the tickets that my wife and I were gonna use last night. Yeah. And you know it. It was his first time he's listened to the Drip Field album a lot, and he was hoping for Hunger Sight and said that he felt it in the air. He, he knows how game bands work and that it wasn't necessarily going to happen. You know, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be tonight. He yep. said he felt it in the air once he was already in the room. And, you know, kudos to Brother Sometimes Eric. Sometimes there's a vibe. You know what, man? Yeah, you, you, you caught the vibe and, you know, you be the Goat Hunger Sight to date.
3: Yes, <laughs> love it. Um. Yeah. You know. And so then, then you got the mist happening next. Um. You know. Sad to see this one get unfinished. You know. No jam. But I really liked instead of the jam, that couple of minutes of just like space that they were doing. They were. You know. Like it wasn't clear where they were going. If they were like trying a new angle on the. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Neil. You're right. Um. Hunger sight missed segue. So was it a full arrow or was it not a full arrow? Um, it, it faded. There, there, there was an interruption. It was not smooth enough to be noted as a full arrow on the set list, hence the fact that it's noted as a half arrow on half, the set list. Yeah, just we're, so.
1: we're, we're fully aligned, half arrow. Yes.
3: Thank you. Thank you for reminding us. It's like, if there that, would be, yeah, like that
1: driving if they hadn't really droned out and just kind of like yeah. somehow picked up the drum beat. but Yeah, a there, there, are a couple of,
3: there are a couple of full arrows into mists from last year. Uh, yes. If you look at um, – Yep. Oh, Hunger Sight Mist from Art Park and also um, Echo Mist from Cleveland. Mm. Uh, those both are mm. full arrow segues. Um, so it is; it can be done. They just didn't do it last night. Yeah. Um, but the, this this kind of transitional space between Mist and Redbird was really cool. Uh, and I think someone mentioned in the so group cool. chat this morning or on Twitter that, like, when Peter started up Redbird, Rick gave him a look like, oh, I wasn't done with that yet. Like, you know, so <laughs> it's cool to see them exploring a, a motif like that, you know, without... A groove without like you know the drums leading somewhere and just kind of like hanging space and making sounds and
0: seeing what happens Um, it it felt almost like gd space dropping into a terrapin or something like that right it was really just pretty ethereal and and peter actually hinted at that redbird very very early on in it (laughs) you heard that first note of Redbird come through and then he laid back and let it develop for a couple minutes. And, and still, I think, you know, Rick gave him some stink eye, but <laughs> well, but it was short.
1: I mean, what did the mist end up being six, eight?
3: Yeah. Well, it, I eight I mean, did that. Yeah.
1: yeah. It didn't jam. I mean, yeah, exactly. We kind of didn't get the ending. So
3: <laughs> good into, one, into, yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced okay. goose does this all the time to force us to say into, mm.
1: into the mist or you can just say into, into mist, mist, and we're just missing a word. You, know. you know, like, oh, Against great trip mist. into mist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so this Redbird, uh, you know, nice straight burden. It's been a really strong spring for this song. This one immediately got going. Trevor hits on the envelope filter and just, like, it, w- wasted no time. There's no, there no preamble. Yeah, There's nothing. Yeah. Redbird has been incredibly efficient so it far. The last yeah, year. yeah, not very, great, not long, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, like, we, we've had these 15-minute versions that just go places. Uh, man, this, this jam
1: was great. Crowd loved it. I think it's a song that, um, yeah, it got some response. I mean, it's the type of thing, yeah, you think, like, you see, it, it, not a ton of crowd, I mean, crowd involvement. Redbird gets it. It's not such a big crowd, though, too, that it's hard to sort of capture unless it's, like, a goosemist setting or sort of – I think there are still a lot of people seeing their first shows, Madison as well, um, tonight as well. I think it's sort of just that that vibe with going into such a bigger venue here in a major market. Um, but uh, yeah, Redbird got some people. People, uh, you know, everybody likes a little Redbird sing along. true. Straight bird. Straight bird. Burden. Straight Straight burden.
0: Burden. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would like to call out with this Redbird that towards the end of it. Rick starts dabbling with this kind of triumphant theme. And if you go back and you listen to the Nash bird from uh, Brooklyn Bowl Nashville last March, uh, it's pretty much the same thing that he was doing there. He falls back into it in this, but the full band reacts in a different way. And it's kind of like a double time sped up version of it. But it's Mm. the only time I've heard Rick play that same sort of triumphant chord progression since. So it was interesting to hear that back into Redbird again. And I'm wondering, you know, this is probably a long shot, but the written set list said Redbird 2 on it. Mm -hmm. So did that 2 have something to do with, you know, with what Rick is doing there, you know, is this maybe tie into how they're approaching it for the studio album or something like that? No clue, but yeah, you know, it's fun to theorize.
3: Yeah, I, we're still waiting on you know figuring out what exactly Redbird Two means. Yeah, what's the two?
1: What 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 is the two? What is the? I mean, they have one? an album of songs right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, we they know they're cool. they're planning on going into the studio this year at some point, probably yeah. over the summer. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's so much good music. Right oh now. yeah, we we can speculate yeah. all day about what's yeah. going to be on, but there are so many, so many songs. You know, even just songs that have been debuted in the last year, um, and also songs, you know, older songs that have uh, not been on an album mm-hmm. yet. So we will see what ends up being on it. But we're here to talk about last night's show, of course, not speculate on a future album at right now. But well, We like to, but, um, yeah. we do like to, uh, and then we get, uh, you know, Seekers in the second set. We talk about this a lot, you know, not not the placement uh, we like to see for Seekers. Um, you know, I, I would take a Seekers two in this spot. Um, I feel like Seekers two on its own would be a great yeah. landing pad after a jam. Yeah, but it's Seekers one. It's kind of like, OK, the next 15 minutes is going to be Seekers. Um, you know, you can go to the bathroom. It was a bathroom
1: one. spot and I ran into some people and literally it's like, oh, he, like, he's yeah. Like, yeah, it's Seekers. I'm going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, it you know once again good songs in, in isolation it's just like it's sometimes yeah it's the head scratcher sort of yeah spot it's it,
3: it's yeah you need place. the late
1: late first set seekers yeah that, that's, that's where for it. that's where you want to see it mid to late set maybe even outdoors in the sun sunset oh, vibes. yeah it, that's like fine and perfect but
3: colorado breathe it in sunset yeah. even feeling
1: you know
0: yeah, yeah that, i'm going to take a divergent opinion here i I've, do it really, i like seekers i like both halves i always have i've never gone to the bathroom during seekers well <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have a couch tour i'm sure but uh you know i i think something important to keep in mind about seekers is you know not everybody who goes to see goose goes and sees them five ten twenty plus times a year a mm-hmm. lot of people it's their first time or maybe right. they get to go a couple times a year and it and you know if you've seen Seekers, you've seen Seekers. It doesn't really tend to do anything different, but there's not much cooler than the second, than, you know, than Seekers 2 in the moment when it really goes off. And Mm -hmm. and I remember how awestruck I was the first time I saw that. And that's never really gone away. So you think about that salt shed crowd where I guarantee at least a third of the people in there were seeing their first show. And, And there were a lot of people that, you know, just don't see Goose a lot and, I, and I think they probably reacted to that differently than, than you know, those of us that tend to just see a lot of Goose and listen to Goose obsessively. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 and I think it worked in that slot. And it Goose, they did the same thing in Chicago at New Year's a couple of years ago. Yeah. They closed out the third set with Seekers. You know, I, I think that that was a questionable call for a lot of people at the time. But there in the venue, like, it actually worked. Like that, it no, worked that part 2 is
3: worked. one of the best part 2s like in just terms of Rick Solo. It's Oh yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's re- it's really good. No, yeah, good, so good, 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 I, I good. like yes. I like having the Pro Seekers opinion yeah. um, on the pod, you know, I it's you know. It's not popular it. on the pod. It, People for eat. the Split Seekers. Split them up. <laughs> yeah, First yeah, part they, 2 it, in the second set.
1: Just once, right? We've done that.
3: Uh yeah, but it's always been like, you know, they played Seekers part 1 on night 1 of a run and then part 2 on night 2 of a run or they opened a set part one and closed with part two. Um, But yeah, just like, you know, throw in a a standalone part two. Give us a surprise us. And then from there, kind of very unexpected, both looking at the clock and in terms of show gap, we get a Modavan, you know, Neil Neil mentioned earlier, uh, kind of cut short is a funny way to describe a 12 minute Modavan. I think it is an accurate way to describe it. I think that that 12 minute track on Nugs also includes the encore drone break yeah it was like, um and so yeah, nine minutes maybe yeah it was it was interesting very interesting to do that with a song like Modavon. like we saw on the written set list that they were planning on a Modavon tomorrow never knows Modavon sandwich to end oh. the the second set which would have been very cool um you know and i I, I kind of wish they had saved that to pull off the full sandwich um another night because given, given time and you know where that initial modavan jam was going in its first few minutes was was pretty cool um and it felt kind of abrupt like like oh we're just floating in space again and then oh they're leaving the stage yeah um so shortest modavan uh in a very
0: very long time Yeah, yeah. especially if you take out the drone sequence yeah yeah it uh what, was uh, that weird in the venue danny like did it yeah
1: i i mean we once it started i yes yeah, I, I was like preparing for the show to like wind down like see and then sort of was maybe i and once it started up i uh, yeah same thing saw brendan and i said really i was like huh this but same also... thing it's sort of tough because you're like well there's not so much time like i sort of am already like anticipating this short jam like or not even it's like it's like what, what are we going to do here or yeah so
3: it's also um according to dot net so based on what we know uh of the the archives that are available this is the first ever unfinished Madhavan. It has never been left hanging like this. So, oh. Michael, you're asking, will they finish Madhavan tonight? I don't know. Je- Jeff's uh, wearing his pure Madhavan shirt.
0: I'm wearing this to help manifest it so that yeah. they will
1: finish it today. Uh, okay. Do you guys
0: think it's going to happen? Do you think,
1: you know, think opener somewhere? and first set. like yeah. With the... With the
3: beep, 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 beep. Yeah, like just like of, kind of build, build a jam in. yeah. into the ending of Modavon. Yeah, that yeah. would be...
0: I mean, that's what I think would be the coolest way to do it would be to find some landing point in the show to really just rail yeah. into it and end it. Goose has a history when doing these type of things that if, you know, if they tend to start the show off with whatever they finished, it, yeah. like, whatever they didn't finish previously, they tend to start the show off with it. So I think that's the most likely scenario is some sort of jam into Madhavan ending to start today. But I feel like the coolest thing would be just, you
1: know, really making
0: it count at the right point in the show.
1: Yeah, it would feel a little like, I feel like going in and it'd just be kind of tough to pick that up. Well, and I mean, you could almost hear... start
3: at the beginning of the Modavan jam and then just, like, you know, yeah. play 20 minutes of
0: Modavan if you wanted to. They, they or, or they could go into Inside Out and have, like, a really, really nice yeah. Yeah. that starts to explore and fall apart into some Modavan weirdness, and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, that's the end of the first set or something yeah. like that.
3: Yeah, That'd be cool, yeah. And then so, so they pick up the drone. We get a nice Tomorrow Never Knows encore. Um, always a great cover. Um, I feel like... You know, kind of on on the hanging on, It was kind of like a, mm, you know, would have been nicer if they had maybe just non chord and played Modavan for twenty minutes. Yeah. Um As and never Knows it. was all right. Like it was a good kind oh, of. Oh, it's a, it's photo. a great yeah. cover. Like they, yeah, I love the way they they. I love the way they do it.
1: Yeah.
0: But, was that the first one since with Radio uh, City? Five, no, uh, uh,
3: they played it with Bobby in Mexico. Oh, right. Okay. that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Half time since then.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's almost like a different version of the song. Yeah. So it's, uh, of course. Yeah, but but technically the same song.
3: Yeah, b- bending time and space around it uh, with with its speed. Uh, well, that's uh, that's it for tonight. Quick that's little, quick little uh, fantasy update. I I personally uh, I don't know off the top of my head how you guys did, but I personally did much better than on Thursday. Uh, I put up twenty two points last night. Uh, which is okay, pretty 20. nice shout out to cup to refill, who hit thirty last night.
0: well done. how did you guys do i got twenty one but I put myself into fifth place for the full tour so, yeah, i 've never really tracked this well before so I'm, I'm feeling good about this game. you're only
3: you're only eleven points behind brian you're uh you're gaining
0: I, I can still catch him, Bobby. Get him yeah. yeah
3: i'm only listen i'm only I'm only fifteen ish points behind you. I, I my, my abysmal performance on uh, my abysmal performance on Thursday really set me back a bunch. D, how did you do? Twenty. I
1: think. Solid.
3: Yeah. Just solid showings
1: solid. all around last night. Yeah, I, I had Hunger Sight. Actually, no. I keep I, I like thought I thought I had Hunger Sight so much that I exclaimed I got points for the opener when they started it, but without revealing <laughs> what the song was and been sure there. Enough, didn't have it um (laughs) but it was worth it for that um yeah no i put uh Lee one and uh um one other i think but either way um yeah i think tonight um i you know we get the arcadia i think looming arcadia yeah it's probably that i think arcadia is probably due and also Market wise, right? Like, that's the song you got to play to 5,000 people, like, just straight up. Um,
0: it feels right for the energy of that room, yeah. at least what I could see through the webcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it would that would be the song that'll get people singing. I think probably gonna get one of Feel It Now or Lead Up or Not Alone, if yeah. not two,
3: Pancake, maybe.
1: Yeah,
0: feeling an arrow.
1: Uh, I hope we're now
3: we're now we're now you know giving people free fantasy free games fantasy here. I feel like this, we're, is the,
0: this is the per, yeah we're this is breaking our we're breaking our, our long standing policy <laughs> we, should we, just name, do we, just
1: we could just name it. 10 other songs though and then that Di- dilute gonna, the yeah. dilute the pool a little bit <laughs> turkish hills right, like, well
3: <laughs> yeah exactly uh that that's a lock for tonight lily's tiger turkish hills Oof. uh throw in throw in a hot 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 cover and you're set so Jeff, thanks. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, Danny, on at the show tonight, and of course we'll be back tomorrow at three thirty p.m. Eastern to recap night two at the Salt Shed in Chicago. See you out there. Uh, Obviously, you know, tweet at us during the show. Of course, Uh, like to see some good discussion. Or you know, if you're a mastodon type person, mastodon about it. Um, Wherever you're talking about it, talk to people about it because it's fun. Being a nerd is fun. Anyway. Anyway. Geek. Yes, geek, nerd, whatever you want to call yeah. it. You know what, Neil, you're right. Yeah, you're not on the show, and so the the real picks, uh, Mr., like, what are you in, like, 30th place Neil's right now?
1: got the picks. He's ready. ready.
3: Neil's, Neil is um, gearing up for his late tour comeback, which uh, should start sometime around the next couple of shows. Uh, so stay tuned for Neil to get, you know, three golden geese before the end of yeah, the tour just, and end just, up winning, um, you know, as, as he does. Um, the son of a bitch. Anyway... Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, have fun, whether you're at the show or couch touring. See you tomorrow.
1: Peace,
0: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Henry K.,